1: Battle Cat, and I became He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, and it's spreading far and
0: wide. Who gives to the time? T.I.
1: Joe, American Joe, fighting for freedom wherever there's trouble over land.
0: The Star Joe's podcast, episode 220, 3.75 Joe, I'm your host Ryan, and welcome back, everyone. Yes, we are back again for another uh, Kickstarter discussion. You guys know for a fact uh, that I love talking about Kickstarters. That I have a passion about, uh, something I'm excited about, and this is something I've been following for quite a while, uh, and really since it really started. And I think a lot of you guys that are Joe fans have been doing the same thing. Uh, and I'm very excited to have the the author, the the I, I guess collection collaborator, however you want to describe yourself, Dan, uh, Mr. Dan <laughs> Klingensmith, on the show. Uh, thank you for coming on the
1: show. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for having me.
0: Yeah, so you're doing uh, you're doing a Kickstarter just launched uh, for Volume Six of your 3.75 Joe book. Um, yes. So what I want to do is before we start talking about the Kickstarter, which I'm very excited about, uh, I wanted to kind of pull everything back to the, in the Wayback machine <laughs> to um, <laughs> where, where this all began for you, which is, of course, you know where your love of, of Joe came from. So give us an idea, like what, you know, when did you first get into Joe? Like, what were your f- first figures, your first toys? Like, w- what started the passion and the, and the enjoyment of this property?
1: well i mean just like most people you know grew up in the 80s with them um i was kind of a latecomer, i think to it all i think that from what i can figure it was more the cartoon that drew me in as a kid okay. uh, i remember getting the comics a little bit later but i think it was the cartoon because Mutt was mutt flint and frostbite and the snow cat were my first three um figures vehicle whatever you want to say um so you know a little bit later 84 ish time frame probably 84 85. um so late comer to to the brand itself but you know uh has been a fan ever since um you know played with them as a kid 87 88 were big years i remember as a kid uh loved the movie stuff and then anyway, as i got as i got older you know still was i was still buying the ninjas actually i always kept um, I kept on buying the ninjas, even into the ninja force into the nineties and stuff like that. I always wanted to have every ninja ever made. And I remember at some point, cause I didn't have the 82 snake eyes. I remember email or not emailing, mailing, <laughs> uh, snail mail, uh, Hasbro asking them like, Hey, you know, do you guys have any laying around? You know, as a kid. Sure. And I can't remember. I wish I had that letter cause they sent me something back saying, unfortunately, we, you know, we don't, but I think they mentioned something about the collector community and whatnot um you know who knows probably kirk wrote it for all i know or somebody you know <laughs> in that area but um i don't know what it said stated specifically honestly it's probably at my parents house somewhere i'm sure i'll find it someday um but really you know as far as collecting goes because i i do i know some people like how long you've been collecting and it's i don't count me playing as a kid as. Right. quote, quote collecting. Right. collecting, um, which, I mean, technically, I guess we could. I mean, they did say collect them all, but that's not what I was doing. <laughs> um, but techni- technically collecting since the early 90s, um, the Hall of Fame series, my mom got me some of those for Christmas, and I was kind of hooked on to those. I had to, all the Hall of Fame, and I was, put them in her china cupboard and stuff. And from there, it was 1995, I just graduated high school, and I remember seeing a, um, uh, what's it called? Not toy fair, but, um, like maybe a, it's toy, a toy magazine. I yeah. Like it toy biz and stuff. Toy shop. I guess. Toy, oh, toy, toy shop, shop was the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's you know, like a news, like a newspaper type of magazine. A guy at my dad's work wasn't that type of stuff. And he brought it to work and I saw some of the, um, carded like Chinese figures back then, like oh, commander, uh, yeah. um, Destro, etc., Major Blood, even though they weren't the same figures when I was a kid. I was like, oh, these are kind of cool. I'm like, know, I never had that one, so I'm going to, you know, so I picked them up on card, and and, and then I just kind of started looking around, and I, I mean, this is all before the internet really blew up. I can't remember where I first saw the, the first deal I got. Um, I'm assuming it was, I think, in there as well, but someone was trying to sell their collection, and it's a gentleman, ironically enough, in Attleboro, Massachusetts. And okay. uh, which is where Ron Rudet lives. Yeah. So, uh, so it's very ironic that that's where really my first collection came from. It wasn't him, it wasn't his son, or any of his sons, or anything like that. But, um, so I got this collection and it was a bunch of loose stuff. I was buying, collecting loose at the time. I was primarily doing figures, some vehicles, and then I just, for some reason, I got into some. I ran to some like local stores who had. Carded stuff and a lot of it is late, you know, 93, 94, battle core stuff. And I was paying the same prices. It was like five bucks a pop. So I'm just like, well, okay, well, I'm just going to buy these on card. So then I had like an 82 to 86, 87 uh, loose set. And then I was buying a lot of the 88 up, uh, finding good deals on card. So at some point, someone mentioned, like, you know, you you need to decide, Are are you a carded collector? Are you a loose collector? What are you? And I'm like, I didn't think I had to decide, but I was like, "Well, uh, I guess, you know, I don't know." And sure enough, somebody I remember in Kentucky had a huge, huge lot deal from '82 like to '87 characters. Um, some of them had stuff cut out of them, and so I had to eventually replace them over the years. But bought that lot out by hint from him, and so I became a mail you know, card collector primarily. Um, as far as vehicles, I was doing vehicles in the box with characters only for a very long time for like a year or so. I shouldn't say long time, but, um, and then I bought out a collection from, uh, a woman who's selling her ex husband's collection, uh, which is where I got my flag, Which had a lot of those small stuff like pack rats and stuff like that. So I ended up buying all these miscellaneous small pieces. And then I also bought another ex husband's collection um, and a lot of small pieces there. I got my Missile Command from there to cover Missile uh, Headquarters or whatever you want to call it, Missile Command, but um, got that from that collection. So primarily became, so by the late 90s, I had pretty much had everything from 82 to 94 on card or boxed, sealed contents. Um, then eventually in 2001, I moved down to Arizona. I think the only really the pieces I, I was missing when I came here were like the Sears exclusives, the Dreadnoughts uh, exclusives, um, one other exclusive. The Desert Apache was for some reason a hard vehicle. I had to, I got it in 01, but it was tough to find originally. And then um, I can't think what else, but there's like one other thing I was kind of missing. But uh, from there, continued to buy, when I moved down here, continued to buy all the, you know, uh, GH versus Cobra, spy troops, Valor vs. Venom, Director Consumer, 25th Anniversary, uh, Rise of Cobra, Retaliation, uh, Pursuit of Cobra, um, and then the 20th or the 50th Anniversary stuff. So pretty much I was completest as, as far as having everything in a box on card. Um, but that's changed since, since then. I, I've now started to sell off some stuff as far as some of the early 2000 stuff that I don't really have a connection with. Sure. Um, to have funds for other stuff that I'm more interested in, you know, just growing as a hobby, you know, as it goes. Yeah. Um, but that's That's pretty much my collecting history, I guess you can say.
0: Um, now I know that you, you're a family man. You have, uh, you said a couple kids that, that yeah. you have, uh, are they, I don't know what ages they're at, but are, are they at an age where you're able to indoctrinate them? And have you been successful in indoctrinating them yet?
1: <laughs> uh, my son's seven, my daughter's five, He's into it, but not into it as much as I was as hoping. Of course, sure. Um, you know, with no new product on the shelves besides the 50th anniversary. I mean, you know, he just he's into it because I'm in, into it. So yeah. we'll play. We'll set up an aircraft carrier once in a while. Um, he's more into the vehicles. And I was talking to actually I was talking to Ron Reed out the other day, and I was talking to him about you know the figure side of things, which of course he's responsible for. And you know, I was like, maybe I need to show him the cartoon, or maybe even read him some of the comics just to see. I mean, you know, today's you know how it is. I mean, I don't know if you have kids, yeah. but um, you know, they're just getting younger and younger when they're wanting electronics and stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah. I've always encouraged him to use his imagination, which he does. Um, he's into it again because I think heavily because of me, but I never wanted to like push it on him. Sure. Um. He said, so, but my daughter I think is probably more. She plays Barbie and she has all these other you know LOL dolls and stuff. So she's kind of more into the like quote-unquote action figure she's like uh some of the DC characters you know action figures and okay so she's she's more into it, i think than he is as far as the figure section of it gotcha uh he's more into the vehicle section of it right. so um yes yeah, so and no they come into Joe's room and they look around she always tries to grab the female characters off my shelf of course um so now i've i have a jinx for her i have a lusana for her you know just to kind of appease her and sure. her interests and the female ones but and then he has a bunch of you know he has he has stuff he has 25th anniversary characters i bought a while back and um you know he loves firemen and so i have an original transparency of barbecue that he has um so but yeah you know i don't push it too much but of course they know dad does what i do and i think when they're older maybe he can Maybe he'll appreciate more, like, the book part of it. And I'm just sure. saying, like, oh, wow, like, he, he did, you did this? You know, hopefully. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, well, I'm sure you will. Well, and that that's uh, – I don't have any kids, but I've always been asked because uh, I'm uh, – as it's known on the show, I'm, I'm not only do I love G.I. Joe and, and, you know, Transformers and all that stuff I grew up with, uh, but I'm a huge, huge Star Wars fan. I have been uh, – since that was the first movie my dad took me to was to go see the first Star Wars <laughs> And uh, so so I've always been asked, uh, you know, well, if you had kids, you know, what would you do if they didn't like Star Wars? I said, well, after I disowned (laughs) them, uh, (laughs) but, uh, but no, it's, it's one of those things like they they have to find their own way. They have to find the things that that they have a passion about. And that's how, I mean, I'm sure it was true for you too. Like that's how our parents were. It was like, they didn't understand why do you like this military thing, you know, that's out there. Uh, maybe maybe our dads did a little bit more because they had the twelve inch when they were kids and stuff like that but uh but definitely like didn't understand the complexity of of everything that we were just immersed in in the eighties so um and but they I know my parents totally supported me with with
1: it yeah so yeah, my parents have always been supportive of me, especially as a collector I mean my dad and I would take trips. I mean, he's the one who we, you know, we, when I buy these collections out, I don't mean locally. I mean, I, you know, one guy got my Defiant. This is a, this is an actual collector I got it from, but the Defiant and the Terror Drum, Um, and what else? The Night Raven. I literally bought just those three things. I drove to Virginia for those. Kentucky, I, that's where I bought one of my, the bigger collections. Um, Wisconsin was another big collection. Again, this is when I lived in Northeast Ohio. And you know, my dad was the one who went with me. We would drive up, spend a night, you know, um so it was good it was good times and you know, it's been a while since we've actually done that. I mean early I'll say two thousand two, even though I lived in Arizona, I had met someone who they had a whole storage unit of stuff and a lot of it was sealed contents boxes were open, but they had night four stuff and I that's what I was going after. And so, um as working at a different job and at a convention and Atlanta, I think, and so my dad and I, my sister, um, went down to Virginia, and I got a U-Haul and I drove this whole entire collection back to Ohio. And then pretty much, you know, what I was doing back then was buying collect. Sometimes I buy collections, sell what I didn't need, and you know, buy more stuff. So I was just flipping some stuff just to be able to to purchase more stuff that I needed to complete because again, my completest mentality. Sure. Um, to get stuff I was missing. Oh, we've all been. Do I regret? <laughs> yeah, I regret some of it. Definitely, because now I look at prices and stuff. I'm like, what was that? why was I in such a hurry? But again, 18 to 20 years old. Um, or, well, by that time, maybe early mid 20s. Um, you know, making my min- minimum wage, you know, when I lived in Ohio, moved down here and make a little bit more. But, you know, still I had the means to just go spend whatever I wanted, um, on stuff. I just wasn't, you know, I didn't have that great of a career at that time. So, uh, my poor dad was responsible for shipping everything when I sold <laughs> everything on eBay and stuff. So he's always been involved. And then my mom, like I said, and she's always been supportive. She actually helped me move my collection down here uh, to Arizona. So she and I drove across the country in a U-Haul. So wow. uh, that was, I'm sure, a blast. I, I know for her, it felt bad. and There was a couple times on the trip where... I gave when i mapped it out. I kind of gave her the flat parts. I'm like, okay, you know, I don't want to drive into the mountains or sure. anything crazy or or too windy of the roads. And of course, I give her the flat parts. Well, I'm not thinking, you know, the winds in Texas and stuff like that. You know, I woke up, I took a nap, and I woke up. She's just like her hands were like gripping that wheel like no weather. She's like, it's been really windy and really <laughs> oh wow hard to hard to keep it straight. Like so sorry. So, but we also moved down probably one of the hottest is in the summer is just one of those hot weeks across the whole entire Midwest where, I mean, when I got here in Arizona, the next day is 119. So I had to unload the truck quickly because I did not want this stuff sitting in a truck or even outside. So that was, that was an interesting night, but, um, yeah, they've always been supportive. And, and I think with my dad, my dad's always been in the cars and we did model stuff. And I think, but Joe, you know, kind of putting it together like a model and right. putting the stickers on. I know he hated the stickers, but I know he did it. Yeah. Anyway, but, but um, but no, I mean, I don't expect parent, any parent to really understand it.
0: Yeah. Well, and one of the things I've told this story many times on on the show, but uh, one of the things my dad did was because uh, I did get a USS flag for Christmas uh, the one That's year, cool. and uh, he helped. He like you were saying as far as. My, you know, putting a model together. My dad did that as a kid. And so he loved the idea of putting this USS flag together. But once it was all together, he goes, Oh, I was expecting this to be like a boat where you could like move it around and stuff like that. And I was like, no, it's just a play set. And, and, uh, he, so what he did was he cut a board, he measured it out and cut a board that he could mount the USS flag onto. And then he put dolly wheels on the bottom of it so that I could actually wheel this huge seven foot USS flag around the <laughs> cement and everything else. So, it was really, really cool. So. Um,
1: well, that's
0: cool. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: fun. I mean, um, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't even build a flag until my son,
0: to be honest with you. Nice, nice. Um, so let's get into the, the book. So, so you obviously have had a massive history of collecting and, and loving the property and everything else. Um what made you decide to do the book because uh really there ha- i mean there's been some joe books out there here and there about you know characters and stuff like that there hasn't been a lot that's really focused on the toys themselves and their creation and everything else so like what in- what inspired you to-, to do the book and then what finally like no pun intended what finally kick-started you to-, to go for it
1: um well i mean you know i was always interested in stuff you know yojo.com and you know preliminary designs and stuff like that and i was fortunate enough I, I i don't know how i found it but i i came across some auctions on ebay of some of the original manimal art and his concept art mm-hmm. so i was fortunate enough to pick a lot of that up and then i ended up contacting the person who was selling it and buying some of that and then got in touch with actually the designer kurt groan who had you know who designed those, those the manimals yeah. and um So my original passion, I'd say, you know, came from that as far as like, oh, cool. And he actually had a custom character made by him. He designed it. And, um, you know, it's was probably a pain in the ass to him because I was always like, well, can we do this head or maybe change? You know, we laugh now about it, but I know I was probably a pain in (laughs) his ass. But as far as um, the book itself, you know, I forget when it was. I want to say it was right after the first movie, I think. And I remember reading an article on yojo.com, I think Kevin Watts had done it with Ron Rudat. And I was reading it. And at the very end, Ron makes a comment. I can't remember the exact quote, but something about like who, you know, I think, you know, other people getting credit, a lot of the credit for the success of GI Joe, which, you know, rightfully so, you know, those people deserve the same, the same credit that he does. And, uh, you know, I think it's like, you know, a different department or whatever. And, I don't know, it just, you know I just, as in a team environment, I mean, we still are in a team environment, but at my work, you know, teams were key to our success, you know, as far as doing what we do. And it just, something just tr- just triggered us thought. like, you know, I, I want to know like what, you know, who else is involved in all this? And so, I mean, for a while there, I did a lot of research on books in general, designing books. Um, I'd say that's probably a good, year or so year and a half and then i remember reaching out to ron and um met up with him at the 2010 joe con um back in rhode island as my first joe con i hadn't been to one but i wanted to make sure i met with him and you know we talked a little bit about my idea of the book because i figured if i can't if ron's not interested then how am i ever going to do this because sure the amount of stuff that he was responsible for and i mean i remember i was green to it all i mean i i emailed him a bunch of questions based on the card art because my initial idea was to do kind of a book on just all my carded stuff okay and that's what i was going to show showcase. So i was going to do all the carded stuff and all the vehicles and just ask you know him and the other creators just the thought behind the you know the figure in the vehicle because that's what i had access to at the time and you know when i first started asking him specific questions about the card art, you like i didn't do all that you know and i'm like i think i probably knew that but i i figured still you know there's small minor changes he's like yeah i didn't do that so i don't know why they did it that way or you know why did he have a mustache and now he does it you know that, that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah and um i still have that email it's hilarious because I, I mean it's funny to look back on now um but you know the book went back and forth um you know over the years i i you know, been, had been networking, meeting newer people from all different departments. Um, the book concept kind of went from, you know, I was going to show some preliminary stuff, more again, the packaging stuff, because that's what I had access to. And I knew I had an button of that. Um, and then it kind of went to, I had a time period where someone had said like, yeah, you know, nobody's ever going to pick that up or whatnot. So then I kind of did, I started doing focusing on like bio. So, I would interview these guys from, you know, from the beginning of time for them, where they're born, when their anniversary was, when they got interested as a kid into design or whatever it may be, and kind of like mini biographies. And I was going to just put them all in one book, you know, showcase maybe a couple pieces if they had any artwork they could share. And, you know, that was going to be it. And then I can't remember the original concept because in between that, I did come up with the idea of i love to show some preliminary artwork and the process and stuff like that and so i kind of went back to that original concept again and that's you know what it is today but i mean for a couple of years i was trying to get a publisher i had met with a couple of different people from a couple of different publishers trying to get it published um you know some people i think thought it was they would compare it to books and then i would go buy that book and it'd be nothing like it but I, you know i guess they didn't do the research i don't know um, but you know, at, at some point, you know, I was waiting back and forth between some people, and nobody, um, and was picking it up. Is There's like people going back and forth. I'm just like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what do you, you know, do you want to do this or not? And finally, um, I, you know, I had I just had to make a decision, and you know, I, I know that Carson put out his book, and I kind of watched to see if anything was happening there, um. And nothing happened. So I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe it's time just to, just to do it. And you know, I was, you know, uh, taking a risk. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And, you know, I didn't know if I get the kibosh after the first book or whatever the case may be. So, um, the book is uh, for those people who don't have it, it, it covers 82 to 94. Um, so in no certain sequence or anything like that, and the main reason behind that is, for the first book, I wanted to make sure that I could recognize everybody I, I had contact with in some way, shape, or form. So okay. um, I wanted to make sure that <clears throat> it's kind of my way of saying thank you because if I got if, if I wasn't able to go on with the second book, at least I could say, hey, you know, I, I tried to do my best in recognizing you uh, in some way, shape, or form. So gotcha. Um, that's kind of why it is the way it is at this point and which i think has been good too because it, it allows people to see different designs over you know the, the spread out of different designers' styles and you know some people may not be familiar with the late the, the early, late 80s or early 90s stuff where now hopefully you know because they're maybe too old or whatever maybe now i some of this stuff it kind of draws them into it a little bit more. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, I will say that's one of the things that when I got the first volume, it, it surprised me. And hearing the reason why, it makes a lot of sense now. But it surprised me because I so many people just go, okay, we're going to start with 82 and, and go chronologically and, and everything mm-hmm. else. And, and I think that's what I was expecting. And when I saw it was um, just you know this era and that era and everything else, I was like, well, this is kind of cool because I I was... Too old at certain points with Joe, or, or quote unquote too old, um, because I, you know just <laughs> lost interest and stuff like that. Uh, getting older, um, and now that I now that I'm older and looking back, and I'm like I, I'm very interested in those eras that I missed, um, and those you know the sub teams and everything else. So um, so seeing this it was like yeah. okay, this is cool. I get to jump around and kind of get and see everything. Now I understand what why you chose the order or like what you what you chose order wise in the first book. Is there any mm-hmm. method to the madness or rhyme or reason with the subsequent books? Like why certain do you have a way of knowing what character or what vehicle to
1: put into each book? I have a method to my madness. And it's uh, you know, I kinda I kinda rank certain characters certain ways and, you know, based on popularity and stuff like that. So um, and, and you know and, and just to say every book is in some type of Chronological order as far as 82 to 94, just for those of people who aren't aware of them. But, yeah. um, you know, they're not just like all randomized all over the place. Right, right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have a pretty good science of what's coming. I mean, you know, for like key characters, like next book will, you know, I think like the main, the main, uh, the main feature, I guess, of the book. You know, for this one, I think uh, Zartan will be kind of one of the main features. Mm-hmm. And um, the dragonfly is kind of the main. Vehicle feature, in my opinion, just because of some of the cool art that's associated with it. So I kind of try to think as a collector, as a as a a creative person, you know, who because I do all the design work, I do all the writing. So I kind of had to look at it that way. But but yeah, so so the dragonfly in in the current volume, Um, for volume seven, um, you know, Destro will be the main uh, character, and then I'm thinking right now the Rolling Thunder was probably is going to be probably the main feature vehicle. Okay. Um, volume eight, as of right now. Um, possibly Serpentor. And with that there's some interesting there's like it's gonna be an interesting volume that one. If whenever Serpentor is featured, uh it'll be interesting because I oh, have yeah. some re- really early concept art of it Thanks. of him and uh it's really different. And then um, you know, Pythona and stuff like that. There's some history behind her and you know, as the Empress in a sense. Um, and then there's another character, uh, what's his name? The high priest is, is what he was labeled as. Okay. And so all three of these kind of go with, go together in a sense. Um, so that book will be, you know, the high priest will be in the unproduced section as well as the Empress slash Pythona, but, um, you know, Serpentor will, will be a main, you know, in the main section of the book. And so, um, and as you know, and you know, for, for people who aren't familiar I do try to show at the very end of the books, unproduced concepts between vehicles yep. and figures, yep. um, which you know I, I think is pretty cool to show, show some of that stuff as well. Uh, yeah, for what we could have had.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. now it's in like I said, it's it's really cool. Like um, it, it's interesting that to know that you put all of it together because. Um, you know, there's definitely some. I, I have a wife that's a graphic designer, and there's definitely some design aspects uh, to this that I find really interesting uh, in in a very good way. Um, love seeing the concept art. I, I will definitely say, like, if if you're a Joe fan and you don't have these books, you need to have them because uh, just just the the ability to flip through these and see the images that are there, let alone the reading content that's in there. As far as the you know history behind some of these concepts and some of the characters and everything else and the vehicles and all that is is always really interesting but just seeing some of the concept art is amazing i'm flipping through volume five that i have in my hands right now and, (laughs) and uh two two things that were my favorites growing up was low light was always a favorite of mine and and it's just really cool to see the different iterations of them um but then uh, one of my l- last figures I ever had was in here also, which was Fast Draw. And, uh, awesome. Yeah, so that was really cool to see him in there. And that's one of those things, like I said, you, you, it's cool to have these different eras in here because you flip through it and you see the ones that you had, but then you see the ones that you never had that look really cool, and you get to learn a lot about them too. So it's it's been a really fun thing, and I've shown this to other people that are fans of Joe and... Uh, I've actually used it as reference, because uh, we have a, a group uh, page on Facebook, and I, uh, even though I've been lagging on it the last week or so, I've been doing uh, Star Joe's Facts, and what I do is I, I pull out a lot of these reference books that I have that I just have not spent any time looking through them like I would like to. I find <laughs> that I read something about a character that I never knew about, and I figure if I don't know about it, maybe there's other people that don't know this about that character and so I post a factoid about that character with a picture of the character and stuff like that. And I have used your book, uh, le- uh books at least a couple times because I would oh. read something and go, Oh my God, I didn't know that. And I'm sure other people didn't know that either. So awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun and it's, it's interesting to your, you know, as much as I'm creating these and doing everything else around them, you know, I still love seeing what I see in them, you know, um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that the layout and all of that, but just the, the original stuff. Um, you know, seeing concept renderings and what could have been, or, uh, um, that's, that, that's why Destro, I'm pretty excited about because I have, uh, I wanna say nine, nine or ten, uh, concept sketches. Nice. Of him. And I mean, I, they're gonna be, pr- you know, fairly larger than sometimes what I'm able to do. Sure. Um, but I just, uh, the, some of the helmets that they were, that he, that Ron had designed for him, um, Yeah, it's just there's just some heads even that were just done. I was like, wow, that would have been really cool. Um, The Crimson Guard twins. There'll be some interesting uh, there's some interesting concept renderings of those eventually. I'll be sharing. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's fun, and then you know you get to see all kinds of different styles because you know you see the you see the presentate or you see the uh, the concept art by you know Ron and Mark and Dave and Kurt. And, and as, as far as the vehicles, too, I mean, you see these early concept, uh, thing, uh, renderings. And then you get into, um, the presentation art, which sometimes it was done by the designer who created the character. But at some point, you know, Dave Dorman, George Woodbridge, yep. James Hyatt, some of these other third party illustrators got involved. And, and, you know, they're just beautiful renderings on top of it. So, yeah. um,
0: and then like I'm looking at here, you have the, in volume five, you have the Condor, uh, which had, uh, even photos of like the prototypes and and everything else, which was really cool to see in there. So
1: yeah, I mean, so yeah, yeah, you get that kind of stuff. And then, you know, as far as the information, I mean, it's been from several several years of interviews. I mean, a lot of this was a lot lot was already written prior to even the first book coming out. I mean, I I'd been doing while I was waiting to see if anybody's interested in picking it up, I was doing interviews and writing it, and and yeah, uh, you know, at some point I even had like 500 pages pretty much designed um before even the first book came out. But uh since then I've had to go re go back and redesign pages because of new material I've either found or learned about and it just changes everything. So uh, which is fine. I mean that's yeah. that's kind of the fun part of it. But um and then having the access to um some internal memos from Hasbro from back in the day, you know, little facts and figures, for example you know the unpro- the unproduced heads, which I'm sure you've seen and read about. Oh yeah. Um, you know, just finding some more information on that, and and even closing some um, assumptions regarding those characters and you know where they came from, and just getting some more factual info is just awesome to be able to to provide to the collector community and you yeah. know answer some questions and show some really fun stuff. So
0: now uh, uh, you mentioned a couple things that. Made me think of a, a couple of questions. One, since mm-hmm. you mentioned fun things, of the things that have already been released, and I know you have other things coming up, so I know mm-hmm. you don't, might not want to re- reveal too much. But of the things you've already released, was there anything in particular that was uh, particularly like shocking or interesting or unusual, or like what was the thing that stood out the most from doing these books that you were just like, wow, I never realized that, or people might their minds might blow if they knew knew about that. Like what
1: was that item for you? Um, hmm. I mean, there's always like little, 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 interesting facts and figures. Like, I mean, I guess what really kind of like either deco changes that occurred. Okay. Like, Oh man, that would have been so cool if, and I don't want to reveal too much, but sure. you know, on uh, a particular figure, they may, there may have been a deco a deco that was probably, I, I, again, I don't give the explanation, but I'm assuming just probably cost it out. Um, But like I was like, oh man, that would have been so cool. Or, you know, a character that was originally supposed to come with an animal. I'm just like, wow, that's that's different. (laughs) And you know, and it's just random stuff like that that you'll read them like, you know, they're like, oh, take out you know the fact that this character was going to get a bear, and I'm like, he's going to come with a bear, you know? So (laughs) that would have been interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) that's the stuff I get. I kind of find it interesting. I mean, um, with the alternate heads. Um, you know, everybody knew about the breaker and the zap, and you know, declassified showed that at Joe Con the one year, yeah. and you know, I guess there have been some speculation on potentially other additional characters, but finding a memo that pretty much not only talked about those characters and uh, being you know doing alternate heads, but also uh, the short fuse as oh. well, yeah, and you know it was just it was just ironic because you know, i was like oh my goodness there's a third head you know there's a third ultimate head right and so you know seeking that out and i was fortunate enough to, to um you know i was fortunate enough to get all three of those you know those characters you know on the card and um actually i was able to get two sets and the other set went to a good buddy of mine who you know is into this stuff too and has been very helpful in providing stuff for the book so um you know I I knew that was one of the things when I had visited someone, I'm like, is there anything you're looking for? And he's like, yeah, I'd love to see if, you know, the alternate heads. And sure enough, you know, I was fortunate enough, he had two sets. So I got a set, he got a set. So, um, so yeah, so that, that kind of stuff. I mean, I always like learning information about that. Um, what was your other question? Sorry.
0: Oh, no, that you, you answered Well, so the other question I thought of is, um, how, how has Hasbro been as far as, like you said, you weren't sure if you'd be able to go beyond even the first book. Uh, and, and obviously it's cause Hasbro could play a factor into that. How, yeah, how yeah, have yeah. they, how have they been with the, obviously they, I assume have been fine cause you've been still releasing them, but yeah.
1: how, how has their response been for it? I mean, they've been great. I mean, I mean, they, I haven't mean, like got an official response from anybody. Sure. Um, but I mean, Daryl the priest who used to work there has been a big supporter. um, You know, in 2017, um, I'd been invited to help with Hascon and put the Joe section, you know, with Daryl's, you know, with Daryl, he and I kind of put together the whole GI Joe portion of it, I guess. Um, you know, and, you know, we tapped into, you know, a lot of just people that I knew. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Hascon event, but, um, you know, I'm pretty proud of that. I mean, we put a lot of effort and in work into it. I mean, Daryl gave a lot of, um, freedom to me as far as, you know, curating it, you know, helping kind of lay outside, run them by him, you know, get his feedback as well as presentations that we were doing. Um, so just being a co MC with him, uh, was an honor as well. And just, you know, having the ability to work with them and, you know, I know it's postponed right now, but I, I do hope, you know, things kind of get back on track with them because, uh, it's a fun event and, uh, you know, I don't know what was in store or what's in store for, G.I. Joe in the future, but um, I was very honored to be part of it. The dinner was a lot of fun. Yeah. Alan Hassefeld came and spoke, so, um, you know, it's one of those things. It's just an honor to be there and be part of it. And so, and from what I can tell, everybody who attended, you know, had a good time. and Yeah, you know, that was a lot of fun. I mean, to be able to see stuff in the archives that, you know, nobody else has ever seen or now you're doing the
0: kickstarter for uh volume six and Mm -hmm. uh so what can people kind of expect with volume six like what's the standout for them like what what would you say is going to be the big motivator for people for volume six
1: i mean just like every other volume i mean if you you know really uh interesting and create you know concept art um you know i want to reveal too much there's a really interesting some really cool stuff with um uh, Zartan, which, you know, there's some space, and I, I shared this, I did a Facebook live video yesterday, and I showed the first page, or those first two pages of Zartan, but, uh, page three and four, I think people will, you know, get some answers to some things, and then also, uh, there'll be a big wow there, I think. Okay. Um, as far as Grunt goes, Grunt's, Grunt, ha- Grunt has a six page layout. Um, I know people probably like grunt really. Um, but hey, that was my with- first Joe, so I'm all for grunt having a six page okay. layout. So there you go. But I mean, the the pieces that I'm able to showcase for grunt, um, I think people will be you know find interesting and be like, wow, that you know that's really interesting, neat and different. Um, in the beginning of the book, I'll show some really historical pieces. Um, for the for the pre production process. Um, because the first four books you know as you know cover the history of G.I. Joe which was written by Kirk Um Volume 5 covered the design process of the figures now leading into Volume 6 is going to be the design is going to be the sculpting process of the figures okay Mm -hmm. so with that being said I'll be showcasing a lot of historical artifacts related to the to the three-dimensional side of things okay so um you know just really fun things in my opinion and just really like wow that's so cool to see it um that's how i was when i saw it so very cool. um and uh but as far as you know the other um the whole book i mean you know I, th- I i like i said i try to balance it out with you know characters that everybody loves you know maybe some characters you're not familiar with but hopefully you'll end up loving yeah. um you know eventually you know throughout the book series but um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I'm just trying to think of who's all in this one right now. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, you have Hardball. Um, you have, I like I said, Grunt, Zartan. Um, the Dragonfly. The Dragonfly art is just amazing to me. Uh, you have the AGP. Um, what else? Uh, just trying to think off top of my head. I've been working sure. on Volume 7, so I'm trying right. to make sure I don't Miss up or mix mix up the two. Sure. Uh, But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, you know, it's interesting to see some of the stuff towards the end. Like, talk a little bit about eco warriors and and stuff like that. Um, I mean, in future books, there'll be some. I'm still trying to determine how I'm going to lay it out, but um, some, let's just say I won't name the force, but one of the forces originally had certain characters that were never released. Okay. So, you know, they were like, oh, well, we're going to do these characters. Oh, well, you know what, Nick's that one. We're going to replace it with this character instead, you know. And even though, they were, even though they're considered just repaints, technically, yeah. um, it's, it was interesting to find that information out. And then there's some other forces that we don't even know about. I mean, I have uh, hand-painted uh, prototypes of characters that... that when I bought them, I didn't know what the heck they were. You know, I know they're Joe's, right. But nobody really could find it or give me any information. Well, after some research and some of the memos, I was fortunate enough to acquire, you know, I learned that, um, you know, I kind of learned their name. And then I also learned, you know, they are going to be a, Seven Eleven exclusive. Oh, wow. So, and again, that's the come down the road. But, um, with the current book, I mean, it, it showcases, you know, a lot of preliminary designs for characters. Um, I mean, it's similar to the previous books. And I mean, I, 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 I try not to treat any, you know, any book more different than the other. But sure. uh, I try to, like I said, try to find a really good fine balance. Sure. So, you you know, you as a reader and the person investing, you know, money into this in, in this purchase um, is happy and, and yeah. you know, doesn't feel like, oh, wow, they didn't. Cover anything I really care about, right? So, right. Um. And that's the one thing I will
0: say too. Like, if you're not somebody if that has gotten any of the previous volumes, well, first off, I will say you're in luck because there is a reward goal where you can get all the previous volumes, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that one will definitely help make sure this book's funded. But it, it's well worth getting that that goal if you have not gotten all any of the previous volumes. Um, but even if you have not gotten the previous volumes and, and really, you know, and every, Hey, everyone's on a budget and you can only do for this volume. Don't feel like you're missing anything because you didn't get the previous volumes. Uh, you're not going to be lost. It's not like, okay, we're on, we're doing volume six. Now I'm going to be completely lost because there's been five volumes beforehand. No, as we've talked about before, it's, there's different eras and there's different characters that, that jumps around uh, chronologically, so this way any volume you pick up, you're going to find stuff that you grew up with, stuff that you enjoyed, characters that you loved, vehicles that you loved, uh, and you don't feel like, okay, I, I'm missing something, which is is the case had you done the chron- chronology thing where it was just you started in 82 and worked all the way through. So mm-hmm. It actually mm-hmm. worked really well that any volume you could could be your first volume and you've not missed anything
1: so and you can always go back and you know right now i'm out of volume two i'll be honest and i'm gonna have to do a second printing so Mm -hmm. um you know even some of the funds from this is gonna have to go towards that um but that you know i'm hoping you know that's i'm striving to hopefully you know get over to set goal because i originally was going to do something where you know, you buy volume six and you go to my website and then you can buy the remaining volumes. That way, you don't, you know, because Kickstarter takes, you know, it takes a hit. And sure. when you do that, it's like every time I list the previous volume, you get double whammy in a sense or yeah. triple whammy. You know, it depends uh, what volume it is. And so, but I just, at a convenience, I was like, you know what, uh, people are just, they're not going to want to have to go jump all over. So I just said, forget it. I'm just going to put it up there, you know. Um, and you know, I increased it a little bit as far as the cost just to kinda of cover some of the expenses of reprinting. But sure. typically speaking, I mean I you know my inventory's not huge, but I, I do have um previous volumes on my website. So if it's something that you can't purchase all of them right now, um you can come back every two months, every quarter, you know, whatever you know, however you wanna do it, mm-hmm. you can always purchase another another volume. So mm-hmm. I mean
0: and do you so want like, to give them? You want to give them the website? I'll have it as a link also for the show. But yeah,
1: what? yeah. Three three four inch joe.com. And if you want to see sample pages too, um, you can go there see sample pages of the previous volumes. If you want to, if you're wondering like who is featured in each volume, there's another um, link there that you can click on, and it'll give you a showcase. And it will, I think I actually put number six on there too, um, because you know when you purchase the book, if you have a favorite character there's a opportunity to buy like a two page spread mm-hmm. of, you know, a specific character or vehicle. So, um, you know, if you want to, and like I've told some people, you know, get a shadow frame. If it's a character, probably not a vehicle, but of a character, you know, get a shadow frame and, you know, put the care, you know, put, put it in there and, and get the, uh, the figure inside it and put it inside the frame as well. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it'll look really nice. I mean, vehicles yeah. might, might be a little bit more challenging just to the size, <laughs> but, uh, maybe a small vehicle eventually, you know, yeah. um, you know, like to ask for something maybe you can kind of get away with, but, um, but no, I mean, so that, that, that's another fun portion, but yeah, the website will have sample pages. Um, the Kickstarter itself will list who's in this volume as well. Uh, you could probably even search previous Kickstarters if you're, if you're interested in yeah, seeing some stuff and seeing some of the videos and, and stuff like that and previews. I mean, cause I try to do previews every so often. I. Yep. I'm, I'm always mixed on that because, yeah, I want people to be surprised. That's always been kind of my my thing. Is I, I don't want to give it all away because right. I'm not, you know. But I I try to showcase like last night um, what I did. So for those of you on Facebook, uh, if you look for Dan Klingon Smith Jr., uh, you'll find me. And what I did was a Facebook Live video, and I, I showcased things from all the way from Volume One through Six and I even give it a little bit of a preview for some rough pages of volume 7 as well. Nice. Um, but I wanted to just for those people who are new to kind of get a taste of what what the previous volumes look like and then also for those supporters like yourself you know not leaving a dust but show you some stuff that that's involved in this book as well. Yeah. So,
0: very cool. Very cool. Um so uh I promised that we would be doing a, uh, before we kind of close things out and, and do the last push and, uh, and I, I'll be doing the last push and plea. You do not have to beg my listeners to, <laughs> to do the Kickstarter. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, but we're going to do a section that our listeners are familiar with called rapid fire. Okay. And, uh, what these are for anyone new listening, this is, uh, basically it's a, it's 10 questions. Uh, you can answer them however you wish to. Uh, a lot of them are this or that, but you can answer it any way you wish to. You can explain your answer if you wish to, but you do not need to explain your answer. Um, okay. So it is really off the cuff. Some of these are debates we've had on the show. Some of them are tailored towards who our guest is. So you will see there is a lot of Joe questions in this one. So, um, But we always start off with any new guest, with uh, since it is Star Joes, uh, the first question is always Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, Star Wars. Good answer. You get to con- stay and continue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although I'll be honest, I, I tell people this. I never had a Star Wars figure ever. Wow. As a kid, so as I was totally Joe, He-Man, Transformers, that kind of stuff. Wow. Sorry. Uh, no, nothing <laughs> wrong with
0: that. It's, uh, but no, I was like I said, I was indoctrinated into Star Wars at a, a young age. So, uh, and when when yeah. Joe came along, I absolutely adored Joe and had a lot of GI Joe stuff. It never stopped me playing with Star Wars. I just learned how to incorporate them all together. So. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's imagination. That's the key. Exactly. Um, when it
1: comes to Joe, Joe or Cobra? Cobra. Okay. And I, I mean, as far as the characters, I just, you know. I mean, and, and you talk to a lot of guys. I mean, there's definitely Joe's, but um, you can just have more fun with the Cobra characters. And even the, the designers, a lot of them light Cobra just because it's a little bit more free you know Okay, uh, the craziness very cool uh, when it comes to
0: the G.I. Joe leaders Duke Flint or Hawk Flint okay again you can continue being on the show uh, <laughs> my, my one co-host is a huge uh, Duke fan uh, so that's always been a running debate on the show is Duke or Flint And uh, we actually did have uh, someone on one time that they said Hawk. And I was like, okay, that's a valid one to throw in there. (laughs) So yeah,
1: that's that's good. That's a good one.
0: Um, when it comes to muffins, blueberry or chocolate chip, chocolate chip, I knew I liked you. Uh, believe it or not, that's been a big debate on the show too. (laughs) Uh... Um, when it comes to Cobra related leaders, uh, Cobra Commander, Destro, or Zartan. I like Destro. Okay. Uh, We mentioned them, or you mentioned them a little bit earlier. uh, As far as other toys that you grew up with, Autobots or Decepticons. Uh, Autobots.
1: Okay. Any particular favorite one out of those? I mean, of course, Prime. You know, it's just a favorite. Bumblebee as a kid. You know, uh, um, I mean, I I I mean, I love. Uh, sound wave as well so it's you know but we'll go with autobots okay <laughs> yeah. sounds good uh
0: when it, you can answer this as uh when you were a kid or even now as an adult or you can give both an, both answers but favorite joe or cobra vehicle
1: um as a kid i mean yeah, even i mean it's hard today but um as a kid I, i'm gonna pick two unfortunately but Mobile command center and then rolling thunder were probably two of my favorites, as well as the Raven, but I'll go with those two right now. Very cool. um, now, I mean, it depends on how, how you look at it nowadays, because it's um, it's hard to pick a favorite, but I mean, it's like favorite design or stuff like that, but we'll stick to what, what I just mentioned. It makes it easier. Okay. Uh, when it
0: comes to Cobra Law, Cobra Law yay or, or nay? I'm good with them. You're good with them?
1: I'm, okay. I'm good with them.
0: Um, and when it comes to this question, it does not need to be a toy, uh, at all, but your uh, in your collection of things that you own that are Joe related, your favorite Joe piece, your grail piece that is your, is the piece that you own. Uh, It's like trying to pick your favorite
1: child, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, huh. I mean, just, a, yeah, it's hard to say, honestly. I've always been a big fan of the Manimals. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to say, you know, there's a couple things, you know, I kind of keep on a deal anyway, but, um, you know, I have an original set of the Manimals. I, I was fortunate enough to get some paint masters of the Manimals, which are two to one, so they're these huge Manimal characters. So um I'll go with those because those are some of my very first, I guess you could say, pre-production pieces. Okay. Um, that I kind of fell in love. I got those in like oh five oh six. so I, I'll call, I'll go with the the, the OGs as okay. I'll call them. Okay.
0: And uh, the last question, you may have just already answered that, but we'll see. Uh, favorite Joe or Cobra sub team uh, examples: Eco Warriors, Tiger Force, Manimals, anything like that. What would you say your favorite is?
1: Um, well, the well. We'll take them animals out, probably night force. And all always like the just dark black, you know, kind of night op or a black op type of situation.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So you survived the, the rapid fire around there? So. Awesome.
1: <laughs> is there a big is there a big prize with you?
0: No. Uh, it's it's <laughs> much like Marvel used to do, there's a big no prize for you. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. That works. That works. Um, so uh, of course uh by the time this episode comes out uh, i should have it out this weekend but by the time that comes out i will have uh for our listeners there go to uh the star joe's fan page and the group page if you're not a member of the group page find it on facebook submit a request and i will approve it the second i see it uh but i will have a link to the kickstarter here for uh uh on both of those pages. Those will link up to Twitter, so if you're a Twitter follower, you'll find it there as well. I'll post it on Instagram, uh, the information as well. So any place that you guys follow Star Joe's, you're going to see the information to find this Kickstarter. I'll also provide uh, in the show notes uh, itself uh, a link to uh, Dan's website, so you can check that out as well. Um, definitely support this, this Kickstarter. Like I said, uh, you guys know for a fact that I do not bring people on here to talk about Kickstarters unless it's something that I have a passion for, that I have an interest in and that I actually love the project. So, uh, you guys have heard my passion when it's come to pass Kickstarters and everything else. So I was thrilled to be able to have Dan on, uh, to talk about it and just talk about Joe. I know you guys listening, love hearing this type of stuff. If you love, you know stuff behind the scenes and the stuff you grew up with and everything else. This is a Kickstarter to back up. This is this is one to get this book and just enjoy it. And I guarantee you that once you get one volume, you're going to want the rest of them. So uh, so please check it out. Please support it. You have until uh, it looks like the Kickstarter is going until February 25th, uh, and that's at 1:59 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so. Oh yeah, for you guys. <laughs> yep, yep. So uh, I was like, I'm like 25. I thought
1: it's 24th, but yeah. Now I think about
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yep. uh, So those of us on the East Coast have a little bit more time, but I would definitely look at the 24th as the as the cutoff yep. date. Uh, so get on this. I will, of course, also send out a reminder uh, as we as we get close to that date um, to remind everyone in case because Dan, I'm sure you know. There's those people that are like, man, I wanted to get it. But I completely forgot it because life got in the way. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, i Yeah, I've yeah, those. And, you know, that's the thing. I mean, you know, um, already had a, you know, I think I, it was at 99 the last time I checked, you know, as far as uh, backers. So, you know. Right I now I'm showing
0: 116 backers uh, with five. seven seven thousand $7,805 out of the okay.
1: sixteen five. that's That we're looking for so awesome well that you know and i mean i gotta look at past data but i think this is probably one of the faster um you know it's going fast as far as i know the first couple days are always you know big days where people pledge but it it seems to be a little bit faster than the past so i have to look at the analytics and determine that but um but that doesn't
0: but that does not mean that any of you listeners sit on your laurels and don't get this now
1: <laughs> we want to see it's, this it's go very, through it's very stressful when it's the 20 you know when it's the last night and yeah. you're like just short of it and then yeah. it, you know someone kicks in and you know some people kick in and do it but it, it can be stressful especially yeah. the very first volume I was just like uh, but uh, um, but no I mean I, I thank you to everybody you know who's already supported it for those listeners who have already pledged I, I sincerely thank you and uh, for those of you who who haven't, um, you know, I do hope you um take a chance on it and check it out. And um, you know, if you're a fan of the Joe universe and the history behind the brand, um, you know, it's it's a way to honor those who worked on the brand. It's pretty much what the entire series is about. So, yeah.
0: and and I'm sure because uh, you've had obviously a lot of experience talking to a lot of the creators here of, of Joe and everything. Um, mm-hmm. The nice thing is with the the Joe community and and really a lot of the community of anything we grew up with in the '80s is that the fans that create stuff like you're creating do it because they really do have a passion for it. They're not just doing it because, oh, let me get a book out there and let me do this because it seems like people would want to buy it and stuff like that. Yeah. We do it because, I mean, I do this show because I have a passion for the stuff I grew up with. Uh, you're do this, you doing this book and have been a part of the, commu- the Joe community because you have a passion for that stuff. So it's always great to support those people, but also to see what they create because like I said, the first book I got, I didn't know I took, like you just mentioned, Hey, take a chance on it. I took a chance on it because I heard from other people that I trusted it in the Joe community. It was like, all right, let me check this out. And when I got the first book, I'm like, I want more of these books. (laughs) 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 um, so it, it, it is something I, I, like I said, anyone out there that's a Joe fan should want this book. They should want to check it out. Um, so I hope that they will. Uh, and, uh, yeah when when volume seven uh when you're ready to do volume seven, I'd love to have you on again that we could mean. we can talk about that and maybe you can mm-hmm. reveal some of the stuff in that you did in six and everything else as well that uh that we're kind of playing a little close to the vest right now, so
1: yeah yeah i mean it like i said i I like the element maybe people don't like it, but I like the element of surprise, no it's, absolutely like, you know and i I want people like you know that just oh damn, I wish you know or whatever it is, you know yeah um but yeah, definitely. And uh, and again, thank you for having me on. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh, I appreciate it very much. And in Volume Seven, you know, uh, uh, like I said, I've already the written part's pretty much done for the beginning of the book. Now it's just a matter of laying all out and deciding who's in. You know, I, like I said, I kind of have my main characters uh, already mentally slotted. Now it's just a matter of building it out from there. Yeah. So,
0: and that's the other good thing I wanted to point out before I, I wrap things up and close up uh, here is. I know there's some people who have been burnt on Kickstarters in the past and everything else. And it kind of causes them to shy away. I will say for a fact, uh, and you can hear it just now from Dan talking about it, Like the stuff is ready to go when the Kickstarter launches. It's just a matter of actually getting it printed and getting it out there. Uh, these things come out pretty quickly. Like after the Kickstarter's completed, like I've never had to wait very long for the next, you know, once the Kickstarter yeah. ended for the book to come out
1: to me. So, yeah, typically, I mean, um, if I hit if I hit earlier, I go to print. So I go even before the Kickstarter is over. Yeah. I did it for one of the volumes I know. I think it's volume three or four. And I knew I was already there, and contacted my printer. I said, go. And so by the time it ended, you know, you got to wait. I forget how long you got to wait for Kickstarter. Uh, I think it's put on a credit card and I paid it off right away. But, um, yeah, I mean, my, my, my wife, I've recruited her. Um, The day I get the books, you know, depending if it's on a weekday or not, that first weekend, Friday night, you know, we usually prep some of the boxes and some of the the packing material prior. Mm -hmm. But um, Friday night, Saturday morning, I'm usually, you know, depending on the complication of what's going on and, you know, I try to get almost all the books out within that first week and I'm getting the books. So um, I appreciate you mentioning that because it's not something I usually – Say, but to your point, I never thought about it. Like, yeah, it you'll get it soon, yeah. and uh, you know I, I'm familiar with some of the ones that you're saying. Like, you have to wait, but yeah, I never thought of that. So yeah, there,
0: yeah, and no, no problem. And I, like I said, I've had I've had the experience myself, and I've known other people that have said, you know where you're waiting. It's two years later, you still haven't gotten what you're looking for. Now yeah. the, these come out pretty quick. That was actually one of the fastest ones, to be perfectly honest, and uh, in, in a good way. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, so loved having you on, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give our information so you can find, uh, the podcast at starjoes.com. Uh, you can find, I mentioned the Facebook page, uh, just look up star joes. You'll find the group page and the fan page. You can like the fan page. You can request to be part of the group page. Again, I'll prove that the second I see it and, uh, become part of the community. Uh, people are posting stuff all the time. We're having awesome discussions, uh, about, everything in the star joe's universe and then even stuff that's just geek related and uh that we all enjoy so uh follow us on twitter it's at star joe's podcast uh, patreon uh thank you very much for our our patreon members out there could not do this uh show without you guys um i have a couple episodes coming out this month just for you guys so looking forward uh look forward to that And uh, you can call and leave us a voicemail. Uh, We got a couple voicemails last time, uh, and it's uh, 440-941-JOES, 440-941-JOES. And, uh, yes, like I said, please support this Kickstarter. But with that, I'm going to go ahead and close the show by saying the Force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone.